Hi, I'm Callie Miller. Growing up in an alcoholic home requires us to tell lies to ourselves and to others. And I've learned over the years that these lies can become toxic, that these secrets can literally make us sick, that what we never look at can never be healed, and that telling our stories and saying out loud what has happened to us can open the door to our healing. That's why I created this podcast, This Space, so we can have a safe place to share our stories. You are not alone, and this is the Change of Air podcast. So I thought today, first episode back in a while, I would take you on a hike with me. You know that I hike a lot. I obviously share my hikes a lot with you all. Today, I wanted to kind of tell you what's been going on with me, because I suspect it might also be going on with you. So I've been away for a bit, and it surprised me, because we've lived through COVID, 15, 16 months, and then I got vaccinated, and I thought for sure that post-vaccination, I would be really excited And I have been to see family, to hug family, um, has been really good. Very, very good. But COVID and the hypervigilance of COVID, the needing to wash our groceries, do you remember that? And wear gloves at the gas station, maybe definitely be wearing masks all the time, all things that We learned more about, certainly the masks were important and necessary, Um, but that constant awareness that we might get something that would kill us at any moment, like a sort of new thing to be very aware of, while at the same time requiring us to be home. So hypervigilance without a whole lot of obvious outlets. Uh, was hard. And not just for me. I know it was hard for a lot of people. A, a lot harder for other people than me. Um, and as soon as I said that, I realized my therapist would be so mad at me for having said that. <laughs> for minimizing what I'm going through. It was hard for me. Full stop. I don't need to quantify that or lessen it. So what has been taking place is, and getting vaccinated... I was shocked to see the amount of relief. I wept. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do with 15 months of fear and hypervigilance and constantly worrying about money, about clients, about my brother, about my family, about my own health about the state of the world, about the election, about so, so, so much. And the relief I felt was enormous, but it cracked me open quite a bit because I realized what I had been experiencing, what I had been holding together somehow was too much. And when I no longer had to carry it anymore, I I kind of fell apart in a really good way. (laughs) Um, 
but in a way that made me think, ah, I need to deal with this and I need to take some time. Even as the world is opening up, even as certainly here in the United States, people are getting back at it and going on trips. I needed to take a break just as my business was taking off again, just as everything was really starting to happen for me. I heard this voice say, Ooh, we've got to, we've got to deal with this one, Callie. And I listened. The old me would not have listened at all (laughs) to anything about stopping or slowing down or any of that because it didn't make sense, right? During COVID, that made sense. But getting a vaccine and then feeling the weight of it all seemed strange to me, but I listened. And I realized that instead of feeling ashamed for that, instead of explaining to you all where I was going and what I was doing, it might be more useful, certainly more beneficial to my own well-being, to just give myself what I needed, which was time. Sorry, breathing heavy, walking up a really big hill, but I wish you could see the vista that I'm about to come out on. It's beautiful. Um, So I really needed to give myself space. And I figured I'm probably not the only one who got vaccinated and realized, particularly anyone who's an ACOA, who has navigated addicted family members, dysfunctional homes, dysregulated families, disordered families, or situations, toxic workplaces, whatever it is. If you have had to be extra vigilant in your life, sensing anyone's mood, a change in the room, anything that might really and truly become dangerous to you, If you've spent any time in those environments and you've had to be very vigilant and then you understood it, got help, worked through it and found yourself maybe even for years being not hypervigilant and wow, doesn't that feel nice? (laughs) Only to find yourself again really, really intensely vigilant. Ah, the motorbikers bane of a hiker's existence, the motorbikers in the desert. (laughs) You can probably hear those. If you've had to be hypervigilant in any of those situations and then found yourself not through your own hard work and healing and then plunged back into it all during COVID, you too might be feeling what I have been feeling. So I wanted to share that. To share that it is okay to take a pass even as things are picking back up society would have you believe that uh it's time to get back out there or do whatever it is that quote-unquote society wants us to be doing right now I really needed to take time to revisit some of the you know I had I had set all these new neural pathways over years of really being less aware less hyper aware 
that had been so good for my nervous system. I mean, so is hiking, which is why I'm always hiking. But it had been so good for my nervous system to not be so acutely aware of everyone's everything at all moments. To understand that most of the people I work with are safe. Um, and do, do the work to eradicate the ones who aren't. Most of the people in my personal life, my friends, my loved ones, most of them. We'll talk about family another day. Um, some family members, I should say. Um, but it took years to kind of feel like, okay, not everyone is your alcoholic parent and you don't need to treat them as such. It was a big deal to finally get to a place where I could just kind of move through my life, certainly be triggered once in a while, but not a sort of pervasive, always vigilance for any sign of potential danger uh, to my, you know, mostly much younger self, my inner child who often does still get quite worried about things like that. I'd done a good job. COVID cracked it all open again. And I just had to take time to clean things up to really make sure that at Change of Air, I wanted to be talking about trauma all the time. Was that safe for me? Was that right for me? Is it helpful to you? Am I helpful to you if I don't want to talk about trauma every day? How can I be helpful to you? How can I be safe for myself? How can I set great boundaries at work? How can I set my life up in a way that I give myself lots of rest because getting vaccinated made me realize how much not resting I had been doing, how much I had been carrying, how much weight, fear, worry, the adult me, all the child me's, every version of me spent 15 months really fucking scared. And instead of just papering it over and jazz handsing it, as we are all so, so good at doing, I did what I knew would be best for me, which in and of itself, just to do what was best for me is a big, important thing, especially when that big, important thing that was best for me meant stepping away from change of air for a little while meant taking on less clients in my work for a little while, meant showing up maybe not perfectly for a lot of people in my life for a little while, but showing up really fully for myself instead. So that's what's been going on with me. I share that with you so you know what's been going on, but also because I suspect some of you, if it doesn't look exactly like I've just described, are probably navigating similar terrain right now. We've been through a lot, and that lot uh, has probably triggered a lot. <laughs> a lot of older things that you thought were handled, healed, no longer a thing. And I didn't notice it. I knew, we all knew, obviously, collectively, that we were living through something really big. But it wasn't until I was on the other side of it and had any perspective. And I still, I think it's years before we have proper perspective on it all and what we lived through and what behaviors we changed and what things got re-triggered. 
But just that tiny bit of space made me realize, a tiny bit of perspective made me realize, ooh, I've been carrying so much. And if I'm to do what I'm meant to be doing in this world, if I'm meant to have good sleep and a calm nervous system and all the things, I'm probably going to have to deal with this. So I have been dealing with this. And what that has looked like for me has been a lot of hiking. (laughs) So it seemed appropriate to mention this while hiking, to take you on a little hike with me. Nature has, and I've shared this many times, a really uh, regulating effect on our nervous systems for a variety of reasons that I know I share often. I'll share them again as resources for this episode. Being out in nature allows us to hear ourselves think, listen to what we think, figure out what we think without outside pressure, outside opinions, other people's ideas, other people's voices. It's been really helpful for me to get quiet enough out in the middle of nowhere to really hear my own thoughts, hear what I want, hear what I don't want, and make decisions from a place of trusting myself to make those decisions. For some people, it's not hiking, it's writing. I know a lot of people feel that once they've written a thing out, they know what to do, they know what they think, they know how they feel about something, and it's clear. Or it's clear that it's not yet clear, but there's a clarity that comes from writing. I sometimes get that writing. But for me, hiking has been, ah yes, now the dogs. (laughs) They're gonna bark a lot for just a minute here. This is nature podcast is slightly different than change of air in in the office studio podcast. So bear with me as I talk through this and as they bark. One second. Okay, I think we're in the clear. Uh, They always do that out in the middle of nowhere. These two dogs. Every time I hike past their big yard, out in the middle of nowhere, they have a lot to say about it. I think we're good now. So, as I was saying, for some people, taking, writing, um, art, painting, dancing, um, movement, yoga, breathing, a combination of all those things. But for me, this time has looked like getting in the car and driving from Joshua Tree Desert to Utah, to a lot of other deserts, even to the most deserty part of Colorado. And seeing a lot of things I've always wanted to see, places I've always wanted to go, that I just hadn't made time for. They're close, they're five, eight, ten hours away, I'll get there eventually, but I never had. I also, in doing this trip for a month, before coming back home, and then promptly leaving for another trip, I also found a way of working something I had always wanted to do is really truly work from the road. I've worked remotely for many, many years. I see clients all over the world remotely. Um, So the the upside, downside of COVID for others and and leaving office places and working from home for the first time 
was really not a thing for me. And in a lot of ways, it made my work easier because clients were no longer expecting me to fly all over the world. Um, but they just knew that we would Zoom. In some ways, that was easier for me. But what I had always wanted to do is do that very same thing from not my office all day, every day at home, but from other places, from Airbnbs, ideally from campsites, ideally from the top of mountains, (laughs) and do it in a really good way, still really give my best work to my clients, still really show up for all the projects that mean so much to me that I had spent and have spent years working on. Um, But working on in a very intense way from my home office, 12, 14, sometimes 16 hours a day, weekends, um, I had allowed my workaholism, a classic ACOA thing for many of us, I had allowed that perfectionism, that idea of showing up perfectly every single time for every single project, get in the way of sleep, stress management, self-care, all the things. Throw on a little COVID for 15 months and a little hypervigilance and you have, you know, a recipe for some stress and uh, some emotional dysregulation and uh, needing some self-care. So when I decided to take this trip that I'd always wanted to take, I thought I don't want this to be a vacation. I want to somehow show to myself that this way of living and working that I know is probably going to be really good for me. I want to try it out earnestly. I want to give myself the space and the time, which meant no change of air for that time. I just wanted to see, could I work with my clients remotely? Again, I've always been remote, but... Um, I've always been quite disciplined about my remoteness being in my office and that's what it meant and it was consistent and it was quite rigid could I be less rigid could I just let the thing flow the very thing I tell my clients to do all the time in their own businesses and so I did it and I took the leap and I was terrified (laughs) that I wouldn't deliver good work that I wouldn't have Wi-Fi in all the places I knew I needed Wi-Fi for certain calls. But I promised myself before I left that I needed to do one thing and one thing only. Just be present to the experience and not under any circumstances be hypervigilant just for 30 days. Could I just show up and have fun and do good work and it turns out I could and no one fired me (laughs) and no one was unhappy I did have a really serious bug bite situation that affected a few meetings Um, you know I had a few things going on that affected my schedule everyone was lovely everyone was patient everyone got great work and I showed myself that if I could just trust a bit more give myself room to not be so hypervigilant with kind of a deal that I told myself you know you can always go back to being hypervigilant when you get back but just try this for 30 days and I did and on every call 
with every client and every new meeting that I had without fail. Someone said to me, wow, what are you doing? You look amazing. Whatever you're doing, you should keep doing it because you seem so happy, so rested. You look great. Um, so I kept doing it. <laughs> and I extended my trip, came home for a little bit. It was 116, so we left and went to the Eastern Sierras, kind of um, out here near Mammoth, about five and a half hours from here, for about four or five days just this past week. And I did the same thing. I worked. I did really good work. And when I wasn't doing work, I was present. I was hiking. I was enjoying cool mountain lakes. I was not overly concerned about the state of the world, about the state of my uh, work, relationships, etc. I just was really present. So I share that with you because it was a breakthrough for me. I didn't go on vacation for a month. That would have been easy. It would have been easy to simply check out and then come back to my life. And we all know that feeling, whether it's truly a vacation and we're afraid to come back to our actual lives that we had checked out of, or it's any number of ways we numb ourselves. For me, it's working too much. For others, it's alcohol. For others, it's any number of things. I didn't take a vacation. I actively found a way to do my life in a way that I suspected would feel better. I feel better. I am sleeping more soundly than I've ever slept before. And I share this with you because it may look really different for you. Post-COVID vaccination may look and feel really different for you. But I suspect some part of you, each of you, had some part of the last year feel really too much. And I encourage you, I share all this with you to encourage you, though it will look different. And if it doesn't, and you want to get away for a month of hiking in Utah, you let me know. We'll do it together. <laughs> it is likely that you need a break. And by break, I don't mean take a vacation. I certainly wasn't in any position after COVID to take a vacation. I needed to work. I needed to kind of recoup some of the revenue lost, etc., as so many of us have. But I took a break from overly worrying. I took a pause. I took a beat. I knew that showing up for change of air in the way I wanted to while also trying on this thing was going to be too much. It would stress me out. I had to let a few things go to see if this was possible for me. And I knew that. And it was the choice I made for myself. And I'm so proud that I made it. And I stuck with it. I really wanted to have some escape hatches and check Instagram a lot. And I just barely even checked my phone 
the entire time. I took thousands of photos. All of you know how many photos I take of every hike. I'm not taking them now because I'm talking to you. Um, But you know how many photos I take. And I have thousands of all the beautiful, beautiful places I've been. And I didn't even feel like I needed to or wanted to share them on social media. Which in and of itself was to me a really good sign of being fully present in my life. Not worried. Not numbing out by scrolling through Instagram. Not numbing out by being the teacher on Instagram, but just really being Cali in my life. Not Cali ACOA, not Cali daughter of two alcoholics, not Cali workaholic, not Cali who's trying to launch XYZ, just me. Who am I in my life now that I've had a vaccine and spent a year really, really worried about molecules floating through the air. And what does that mean for someone who has worked through already many, many years of hypervigilance? And what do I need? So I share this with you because, again, it won't look the same. But I suspect you have something you need. And it might be scary to give it to yourself. It might not look the way you think it should look. It might upset some people to take a break from something that is important to you. I never once felt that change of air was suddenly less important to me. In fact, it's so important to me that I knew I needed to take time and really get my priorities organized. So whatever that is for you, this is your permission slip to do it to really get quiet, whether that's hiking or writing, whatever helps you really hear your own voice and not the voices and opinions of other people and give to yourself what you feel like you need. Again, I'm not talking about unrealistic vacations or things like that. I mean real practical boots on the ground. What would make your life feel more spacious what would what is that thing that you feel like oh, if I could just get some time to do XYZ or oh I really think I need to go back to therapy or whatever that thing is or the, that bevy of things this is your permission slip to take care of yourself and to give yourself what you need I said to my therapist the other day after this whole trip and after so many people over the months said my gosh you look great what are you doing you should do more of that said to her it is shocking to me that this this way of living and being has been available to me the whole time it's been in me the whole time I didn't become a new person in 30 days It's all been right here. But I thought, because of what I grew up in, and probably because of what you grew up in, that it had to be hard 
that even the joy had to come with another shoe dropping, strings attached, another alcoholic family member just waiting around another corner. Uh, And so we can't have too much joy. We can't do what we really want because we've got to be ready in case the bad thing happens. Even on this trip, I have to admit, there were moments where I was like, I hope I'm not really sick with something that I find out about later. Like just these thoughts coming in because I was so present and so enjoying my life and present to the moment and really doing what my heart wanted to do instead of people pleasing and trying so hard to get people not to abandon me that I pretended to be someone I wasn't. All the things we do with trauma to not lose people or to purposely lose people, whatever it is. I said to her, I'm shocked that this was available to me, that, that it was this accessible. But I had to go through all the years of learning and knowing, and it was right there, that I could just decide, I'm gonna try to not be so worried about everything for 30 days, just for 30 days. If you want to come back on day 31 and really worry about everything, you can, Callie. And I'm shocked at what day after day for 30 days and a lot less phone and a hell of a lot less worry can do for a nervous system, for a heart, for a soul, for a Callie. Whatever your version of that is, Go get it. Go do it. You deserve it. And I'm proud to say that having given myself that, I've tapped into an entirely other universe of things that were also always there. But I was too worried or too nervous, too worried about what people would think to do them. So that's my note to you. I'm back. A lot of new episodes are coming. Interviews are finally coming. So much goodness is coming. But I know in my heart of hearts that this goodness would not have come had I just powered through, shoved it down, and kept going. I needed to take time to take care of myself. And I didn't even know exactly what that would look like initially. I just knew I needed to take a pause. I trusted myself. That's what I needed. And wouldn't you know it, that's exactly what I needed. Thank you so much for listening to all these episodes while I've been on a little hiatus, self-care hiatus. I'm so glad to be back. I'm so honored to have you with me. Go take care of yourself. Bye.